Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend, day two. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind of badass. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of From the Tips. It is me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-host, Rick Landis. You want to know what, buddy? I feel bad that we really didn't celebrate that we've been at this for a year. Yeah, we um, we really just kind of went hard for episode 10, and then I think we kind of <laughs> we kind of uh, overworked <laughs> ourselves on that one. Uh, <laughs> we really did go We're hard. still recovering from that. <laughs> I mean, that, we threw a banger for episode 10. We're still, we're I mean, still, I got, I got confetti poppers. I mean, we just we went all in on that one. And uh, I think we're just kind of financially recovering from that one still. Um, you never financially recover from this. <laughs> things are like five bucks. I'm never going to. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> we actually, yeah, we're back. we recorded an episode literally on the day that marked the year. It was episode 51, the thunder from down under breaking records. We didn't even, we didn't even, we didn't even notice. <laughs> we didn't even know. Let's be honest. We, we had, Time flies we, when you're having fun. Am I right? Time flies when you're having fun. That's but yeah, we are, we are back. Uh, I, I would like to first apologize to everybody for last week. Uh, that is on me. Uh, Gina and I are looking for houses right now, so pretty much we have to go when we can and when we're told is available. So last Monday I was busy uh, looking at houses, could not be here and then we're we're just busy besides that we got stuff going on brian's yeah, got i mean brian's got on the power play on tuesday so we can't reschedule to tuesday he's now doing his his roller hockey league so he's got to get he's got to do his two hours of pre-game and then he's got to do his game <laughs> and then he's got to do his three hours of uh post-game, of post-game. Cool down. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, it's just it's a it's busy um unfortunately we couldn't bring one to you last week but it doesn't even matter anymore because we're nope. here we're now and we got the waste management coming up next week, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, we don't get don't get us wrong. The Pebble Beach Pro Am is fun to an extent. Not the waste management. It's not the waste management open, and we will get into that. But first, give us our dosage of the days of the week, my friend, because we we've missed we've missed a week. So I'm sure the people had no idea what to do with their lives last week because yeah, we didn't they tell like, them what oh. to do. They were like, "Oh, today is is February first. I don't even know what that means anymore." And then um, they had to go out themselves and look it up, and that that's yeah. just too much, you know. Yeah, and then you get all the bugs on your phone because I don't. I yeah. Every time I try to find the days of the week, it tells me that I'm my phone's at risk or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I just click um, get out of my screen basically. Uh, anyway, uh, today the day you're listening to this, February eighth, we have a National Iowa Day. Okay, so we're back. Hell on the yeah! Uh, I'm going to Iowa in a few months which I'm kind of excited for, but kind of not because it's going to be expensive. Yes, expensive. like two flights a year that go to Iowa. And so. also not a lot to do in the old yeah. Iowa. <laughs> I'm going to get some breakfast pizza. I'm going to see the Field of Dreams Stadium, and we're going to a wedding. So that's what's going to happen there. I'm going to spend about $300 on a plane ticket just to get there because, like I said, there's no flights that go to Iowa. Um, so that's going to be fun. But anyway, it's Iowa Day. So if you know any Iowans, uh, go ahead and shout them out. You ever um, seen the county breakdown of Iowa? No, there's probably like three in the whole state. No, there's like a shit ton of counties. Is there? But they made them all into like legitimate bricks. It looks like a, a like a Lego set. I'm not <laughs> even lying to you. If like it was just multicolored Legos, like in this breakdown I'm looking at right now, it's 
how can there be so many counties? And why is there an Iowa county? I wonder what the average population of each county is. Oh, that'd be a great question. Why is there an, there's a milk count. No, it's Mills. Okay. Mills. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get much more Iowa than that. (laughs) Where are you from? Milk County. Um, Oh, we got a good day on February 9th. We got oh, good. Day. I don't even know what the national cut the cord day. I don't know what what's going on there. Uh, that has cord day. many Your meanings. Uh, take it as meanings. you will. Um, it's National Bagel and Locks Day, which is is oh. super underrated uh, oh. as a as a breakfast option. Uh, and we have National oh. Pizza Day. Hell yeah! Which is huge. I feel like we just had National Pizza Day, but it's back. It's back, baby. I don't, I don't know. I feel like we just had it like two weeks ago, but it's here again. It's actually a, uh, quarter, I don't make the rules. a quarterly just, thing, you know? <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just I just read what's on here. So National Pizza Day. Let me ask you this, Brian. What's your favorite pizza topping? My favorite pizza topping. Oh, God, that's, that is hard. Um, It depends. If I'm looking for like meat on, on the pizza, I want a cheesesteak pizza or um, a uh, chicken bacon ranch. There you go. I'm looking for that. But... If I'm feeling like I don't need meat as a topping, I'm going uh, onions and green peppers. Okay. Always salad. What about you? That. What is your favorite pizza topping? Onions and mushrooms. No question. Onions and slept on. Wow. Love onions Woo. and mushrooms. So good. I think mushrooms are like the most underrated. I guess it's kind of a fungi, but it's it's I classify it as a vegetable, which I think it is technically classified as. I think they're would underrated. A, would a fungi be a veggie? I don't know. I think mushrooms are so underrated, though. Like you if what? you gave me a pan of sauteed mushrooms and onions oh, man. and nothing else. I could just eat it, which a lot of people are probably going to say is gross, but uh, that's on you for not yeah. ever trying it. That's that's for, that's did, for them to like it, with. then I don't know what to tell you. Figure your life out. February 10th, we have Na- National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. I've never had that. My first thought is a black bottom cupcake hmm. kind of style. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. That's like the first thing that came to mind, so I guess... I guess that's kind of where where I'm the only that. thing that falls into that category. I don't know. Maybe the it's only thing its I've eaten thing. that falls into that category. Maybe it's its own thing. I'm not sure. Uh, February 11th, we have National Don't Cry Over Spilled Milk Day. Don't cry over spilled milk. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do it. No one, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> if you cry over spilled milk, no one's going to care. Sorry. No one's going to care. I don't want to tell you. It's also National Make a Friend Day. I will not be participating in this due to my extreme social anxiety. However, if you are an extrovert, go ahead uh, and participate in that one. It's actually Rick's least favorite holiday. Yeah, I don't participate in that at all. Never. Uh, And then before we see you guys again, I'm going to skip the um, the other days. Before we see you guys again, we're going to have the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about later. And uh, Valentine's Day is on Monday. So we'll figure something out as far as recording for, for next week. But. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah, just uh, keep keep your eyes peeled for what happens next week. Because uh, fun fact, fun fact, I have another hockey game on Valentine's Day. Oh man, I don't know if Ellie is necessarily happy with me, but uh, yeah, I got to grind. Now, how am I going to make it to the league? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, you make the money, okay, and I have fun. I don't and know. I'm going to follow my me. dream. <laughs> okay, this is, what do you want? You know. <laughs> This is the life of a stay-at-home dad. You asked for this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it was just too funny. Um, by the way, mushrooms are considered vegetables. Okay. Mushrooms are the most underrated vegetable at me. Yeah, no, I I hear you there. 
Yeah. If anyone has a problem with that, go ahead and at me because it's true. They're the most underrated vegetable. I don't. mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other vegetables that could be deemed underrated. I can't think of any that are more underrated than the mushroom. I think think the two most underrated are mushrooms and asparagus. Yeah. If you cook asparagus asparagus right, man. I think also asparagus is also aggressively underrated. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the golf that was the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We're going to start with that ye old AM leaderboard. Uh, got pros matched up with amateurs. The winner of that one being Taylor Moore and Kyle Adams. Uh, Kyle Adams is the president of RKA Investments LLC, which you people obviously don't care about. Let's hear about <laughs> the most famous <laughs> person, highest on the leaderboard. And that is actually going to be the combo of Jordan Spieth and country music sensation Jake Owen coming in T4. What a squad. I know. That is actually uh, one of Ellie's favorite country music artists. So shout out to him. Uh, You could see him in a bunch of uh, of, uh, foreplay stuff, the uh, the Barstool podcast. So you obviously know he's a pretty decent golfer. Um, As far as notable mentions, uh, I'm going to mention – um Ribeiro that would be oh I had the names had the names pulled up uh that would be one moment uh Alfonso Ribeiro also known ah. as Carlton from uh, another another Fresh good Prince. golfer yes another very good golfer um and we'll talk about I think two others that actually didn't make the cut unfortunately uh I am surprised that those two didn't make the cut but maybe they're just more fun than they are good golfers I don't know it's a possibility, but we yes, uh, as far as the, the amateurs goes, it goes to Taylor Moore and uh, what was it? Zach Adams. No, where's uh, some investment. Kyle Adams. Taylor Moore and Kyle Adams. Some, some investment, investment dude. He golfs six days what, a week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what are you going to do with that? His he just comps it. He golf. just comps it through work. It's, 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 it's work. It's work related. He's the president of an investment firm. You know, he's, he does no work. He does not work at all. Week. No. All he does is all he does is socialize with people on the golf course. That's it. The man's and getting he, drunk at one p.m. every day, just I making mean, friends. He looked like a golfer too. Like when he was out there, you were like, I I don't know which one of you is the pro and which one of you is. The I don't AM. believe I that tell. you're a president of an investment corporation. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I want somebody to look into the fact: Does he have his uh, his pro tour card? And we just don't know. We're just assuming because he's the president of an investment firm. He's he not a pro golfer. Yeah, because I will assure you, he does have time for that. Um, <laughs> but on the pro side, the win going to Tom Hoagie, uh, kind of a cool win for him because it was his first since 2017 when he won. I'm looking for the title, the Bobcat North Dakota Open. This is his first pro tour win, right? Yes. Uh, that, <laughs> was, that was his first professional win, I believe, yeah. coming on the uh, at the time would have been the uh, web.com tour. Yeah. Uh, but do you want to know how much you got paid for that one? Probably less than he would if he missed a, if he just barely made a cut and came in last. Yeah, he could come in last place at any pro event on tour and make more money. He was paid $10,000 for that W. Um, and uh, he was reminiscing about that in a post round interview where he said, I think that paid $10,000. This is a little bit better. I'd say so. Cause one little bit, yeah. $6 million was about to hit his bank account uh, actually in two days. 
um well one day when you're listening to this yeah uh, 1.56 will just shoop right into the old bank account god That's, i wish i could have that could you imagine oh my gosh i keep i keep seeing that recurring thing on instagram and stuff where it's like where someone is like telling someone that money doesn't solve all your problems and the person responds and they're like money could literally solve every single problem i have okay if you're telling if you're telling me that and i offer you 1.5 million dollars you better not take it yeah because we're not gonna help you money doesn't buy happiness all right well Well, guess what 1.5 million is not yours then well guess what give it to me i need it because i'm gonna be happy Play that right now. To solve literally every single one of the problems that I'm having right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no offense to Tom Hoagie and his W at at Pebble Beach. That's cool. That's fun and everything. Um, what really matters here is the Jordan Spieth shot heard around the world from next to a cliffside. So, for reference, we are on what is this? The um what hole is this? Oh, goodness gracious, Brian. It's on the back nine, right? It's on the back nine. It's the, no, it's on the front. It's the eighth hole. Oh, is it? Uh, it's the eighth hole of Pebble Beach, where to the right of the hole is a, is a cliff. And you kind of have to go uh, over the cliff to get to the green a little bit. So Jordan Spieth, unlike most of the people here, didn't lay up, went driver. And landed two yards away from the side of a 68-foot cliff. Now, he had the option to pick up, drop, and have a more comfortable shot from maybe not right off the cliff. Jordan Spieth said, no, I refuse as I'm going to literally risk my life two yards from the edge to make this shot. Not only does he make the shot, he doesn't get it on the green, but close enough, he doesn't end up parring the hole. But while after the shot happens, while he's stumbling backwards away from the cliff, he club twirls. <laughs> Sir, sit no. The athleticism. No, you can't do that. You can totally do that. You I mean, can totally do. There's no part of me that is that is saying he can't do that. I mean, he you just took that shot and you didn't die. Club twirl. <laughs> club twirl all you want. <laughs> Holster it, holster it like a sword. Do whatever. <laughs> but it's so good. I love, um, I love Jordan Spieth because he's always in those situations. It seems like, like. Oh no! We're losing your Wi-Fi, buddy. I don't know. Pictures What's and videos we have of Jordan Spieth doing like things that random golfers always have to do like that one tournament where he was paired with um, jt i forget which one it was you remember that when they were partners lose you no i i think are you are you back i i, I thought you were gone no but you uh you were uh, popping in and out i think it, it might be my internet connection though you were, you were you're back now you're back out. now am, <laughs> okay, am i still good. okay we're good no we're good yeah okay what, what was the last thing you heard me say um, you were saying about uh, the last time he, you said he was paired with JT. I think you were talking about the Ryder Cup. Was that the Ryder Cup? Yeah, where he had to take that ridiculous shot on the side of the hill and you couldn't even see him. Yep, 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 yep. yep like, I, yep, lo- yep. I love the fact that we just have so many of those videos and pictures of him just doing, like, being in relatable situations for people. Obviously not hitting relatable shots, but, like, the amount of times that you ended up on the side of a hill where you couldn't even see the flag or the amount of times that you've been right next to the water and you didn't want to take a drop. So you just hit it from there anyway. Like 
things yeah. like that, that we see. I think we see it from him more than anybody. And it's fun to watch. It is. And it's, it's just funny to me that he did it because yeah, he and his caddy, um, Michael, I don't know what his last name is. Give me a second. Uh, Michael Greller. Uh, it's been his longtime caddy. They've had their beef before. Uh, and Michael hated the fact that he was taking the shot. He tried to talk him out of it three times, apparently. Um, but he went for it anyways. Um, like I said, not the last time he and his, uh, his caddy, Michael, have had some beef at Pebble Beach. Actually, on the same hole in 2019 U.S. Open, Jordan Spieth called out his caddy for choosing the wrong club and going too deep. Um, he said two perfect shots, Michael, you got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. Um, and Oof. you know, that was, that was when Jordan Spieth was in the basement of his, uh, downward. Oh spiral. yeah. He was like in the deepest, darkest yeah. parts of his, it was his bad issues. It was very bad. Uh, so I, I'm glad that, you know, they've, they've fixed things and have kept working together. Uh, but I just, I want to really hammer the fact that it was a 68 foot drop to to rocks you were dead that, you, you fall you're dead almost? yeah that's almost seven stories it's a lot it's a lot that is that you will die if you I mean, just picture like you look out the window of a two-story house like how high up you are just multiply that by like by almost seven. four yeah oh not by seven <laughs> <laughs> nice good math Man, good I'm, math. Not the math guy. <laughs> I'm not the math guy you're the math guy i'm not clearly two times seven, two is seven. Times seven. <laughs> it's great that's how it works right uh, i think the best part right is the next day on sunday you would think maybe just maybe he would rethink his choices because after he saw the video footage of the shot he said it made him very uneasy and he was kind of a like upset with himself that he decided to do that because yeah, he was two yards away from death. Uh, yeah. You would think on Sunday, maybe just maybe let's lay up, you know? No, no, Why would no he doesn't lay up. He in fact hits it farther down the fairway, uh, farther away from the cliff side though. He actually had nine yards of wiggle room this time. Um, but <laughs> I don't, you, you you almost did it twice to yourself, man. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't do this to yourself. It's the front nine too. Your day is just started. You know, you're on eight. Gotta take some chances. I guess I he's guess. not having that comeback yet on Sunday if he doesn't take chances like that. That's true. He did end up coming in solo second with 17 under, uh, uh two strokes behind Hoagie. Um, but which, just, by the way, aggressive pain for oh, Bo yeah. Hosler. Oh my gosh! The Who had a guy. chance to be T two and then missed a putt and just oh, got solo three. Just absolute pain as far as you know. As how much money he concerned. lost there? Do you know how much money he lost there? Not specifically, but he, I know he lost a significant amount because it's 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 good when you're like if it were like he went from third to T two. Obviously, he would make more money, right? But going from T two to three, you're making less money, so it's like. It, it hurts. Oh, yeah. It hurts. It oh, hurts it, to see, especially when it's someone like Bo Hosser who you don't see winning. Hurts like, the ever. soul. And it's yeah. at Pebble Beach, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, it's tough, but what are you going to do? Winner's going to win. And honestly, I thought towards the end there, he was going to have a chance because he was in he was in the final group, I believe. Right. Yes. And he was only two strokes back with 17 and 18 to play. And then he hit a dart on 17 to like six feet. 
So honestly, I thought there might have ended up being a playoff or he might have just taken it. But unfortunately, that's not how golf works. Nope. Golf is a evil, evil game that doesn't make sense most of the time. And we just have to live with that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but speaking of pockets getting lined here, I got some notable guys who are going to get a nice payday when usually they do not. Let's talk about it. T6, Joel Damon, 14 no under. Uh, also, T9, two guys here, Pat Perez and Srixon Boy. Oh, no. Damn it. Oh, shame is power. You're so Dang close. It. You see the flag. I know. I keep you got to stop looking at the flag. I know. I keep assuming <laughs> it's Shane Lowry. I don't even think Shane Lowry was there. He wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. There was another Irishman, but his name's John Murphy. Yo, talk about one of the most generic Irish names of all John time. Murphy. You kidding? You kidding me right now? <laughs> you couldn't have gotten a little bit, a little bit spicy with the first name. A little more name? creative. <laughs> um, shout out to John Merrick for getting last. Hell yeah. I feel like we should start doing that. Shout we out should. Shout out to the last guy. I mean, he w- he withdrew. So if we do count that, otherwise we're going to go with Peter Jacobson, who finished plus 18. So shout Ooh. out to shout out to Peter. God. <laughs> that's that's not relatable at all because that's half a round for me. Uh, and that's Damn. multiple rounds for this guy. But it's not good enough. No, dude, enough to on be tour. on tour. My goodness. Um, the most sizable jump in uh, FedEx points this week actually does, in fact, go to Bo Hostler, who jumped 118 places in the FedEx Cup rankings to uh, 51. And surprisingly enough, Jordan Spieth jumped 105. I feel like yeah, he right? played in enough tournaments where that's not where he should have jumped to. <laughs> maybe he hadn't, or maybe he just hadn't gotten enough points. I don't know that significant of a jump, but he's in 27th now, but uh, Tom Hoagie jumping 10 places. That's it. He only jumped 10. He was in 12th. That's impressive. That is impressive. Down. I mean, like we've we've said repeatedly, it's the early part of the season. So you're going to be seeing these names there. We already see Patrick Cantlay starting to make his run. He went up to 32nd from 50. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick starting. He hasn't really played a lot this year, but he's, he's working on it. He'll he'll be up at the top towards the end of the season. Um, Even guys like Adam Hadwin, we saw him at the top last year. Like we're going to start seeing these guys come. And this week I think is, was kind of the start and i think the waste management is really where we're going to get kick-started into oh yeah the big guys coming out and starting oh, yeah. to starting to put their name on the board at the at the higher spots because even this week we didn't really have that many big names here right if you're looking at the leaderboard like there's not really that many um and waste management i i know i haven't even looked at the confirmed field yet but i know it's out and i know that there's going to be big names there oh yeah it it's going to be good um, also just a little, another note there on Tom Hoagie. Um, he has become the first North Dakotan to play in the masters because he will get an invitation since Mike Podolak, an amateur from Oxbow teed it up at Augusta in 1983. Whoa. And based on an informal poll, he is now considered the best male golfer in North Dakota's history. The <laughs> ales are flowing in Fargo tonight. That's right. I said <laughs> ales. Because it's Fargo, North Dakota. I feel like it just makes sense. Um, <laughs> what is, I mean, what do you do in the Dakotas? What is, what is out there in Fargo, North Dakota? 
Well, I know there's a show called Fargo. Doesn't that take place in North Dakota? I don't know. I don't know. I, I it, really it sounds don't. like it would. I mean, if if that's the name of a town there, maybe maybe that's what it is. I believe. Uh, so I guess whatever they do on the show is, is maybe it, what you do out there. Maybe a lot of hiking. Is it not the capital of North Dakota? Cattle ranching, maybe. Is that cattle ranching out there? I don't know. It said 1950 Kansas City, so no. Oh, for some reason it's said. Well, that's in, that's in Missouri. Misleading. Yeah, that's right. Misleading. What do you? What is that? <laughs> maybe that's the name the of. Hell? I don't know. I've never watched Fargo, so. No, so Fargo is apparently just a city, in uh, in North Dakota, but I think okay. it might be the only city, in North Dakota. Um, <laughs> it's weather right now, 18 degrees. Okay, not too far off. Yeah, no, not not awful, but uh, wind is 15 miles an hour. No, thanks. I'll pass. I'm all right. Um, but good for uh, ye old hoagie getting that W for them North Dakotans. Gotta love them. Um, but some other notables from the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. First, I want to talk about Josh Allen's hand wedge. Uh, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. He was uh, probably like 50 to 60 away from the green, had a 60 degree in his hand, but was behind a tree. And, you know, he's lining up his ledge, lining up his wedge, drops the wedge, picks the balls up, throws it on the green. I'm going to start doing that. I don't know if they counted it or if he just let his pro partner actually take the shot. Um, I'm going to start it was doing incredible. That. It's the only option for me at this point with my 60 degree wedge. See, I can't figure I was out thinking the, the same. that. We got to call the Josh Allen rule, too. You get one per nine. One Josh Allen. One Josh Allen per nine, where you pick the ball up and you can throw it onto the green. We're just renaming the hand wedge. Yeah, we're renaming (laughs) Because we already have the hand wedge. We're just renaming it. (laughs) Anytime I end up in the sand, I'm doing it. (laughs) Right on. Problem solved. Your but you stats have to, from the sand are going to yeah. be insane. <laughs> but you have to throw sand when you do it. So you got to have like a little like handful of sand and then the ball on the other hand. You got to throw some sand up and then the ball. <laughs> Still need the aesthetic. You got to have the aesthetic, aesthetic you know. <laughs> um, but uh, also Bill Murray, who we all know, obviously. Love Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray, so, so known for how much he golfs. The man loves You shot golf. Bill Murray. You shot Bill. Oh, it's all right. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie land for anyone who didn't get that reference. <laughs> Shouldn't have startled you. <laughs> um, but he misses a putt deep by like four feet, like a sizable putt back. He walks up to the ball, never turns around, and just uses the thin end of like the thin butt end of his, his putter to tap it in from four feet. Never looks. Bill. B- Bill. I mean, what the hell? Any golfer listening can't say they haven't tried this at some point. Sure. Most of them can probably say that they haven't executed on it, though. And he executes on it when there are literally thousands of people around. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Bill fucking Murray. What do you want? Because, I mean, let's be honest. How many times have you done that where you're like, okay, I give up on the hole and you just walk past and you're like, you know what? Let me just do this real quick. And then you like try to backhand it and it like misses by a mile. Oh, yeah. All the time. Anytime I've given up on a hole, I, that that's what happens. But even when like I'm lining up a four footer, like importantly, like I'm ready to yeah. make this four footer, I still don't make it. Yeah. And Bill Murray doesn't even have to turn around. Man doesn't yeah. even have to look. It, I mean, damn it, Bill Murray, why are you so good? And everything, um, 
Oh, man. Um, but from other golf news going on, at the Saudi International, which is the Asian Tours version of the Players' Championship, Harold Varner III, HV3, with a walk-off eagle on 18. And that it was, was an incredible. absolutely insane shot. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Pure insanity. It was a long putt. It wasn't even a putt. It was off the green. Yeah, I guess it doesn't even register. Technically, didn't even count as a putt. <laughs> but the fact that that went in to seal the chip for Harold Varner. Yeah. If you haven't seen the video yet, go find it online. It's 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 multiple places. I don't I don't know specifically where, but go find it and watch it because it's insane. He's off the green by a few feet and he just puts it, and it's a perfect line. Walks it off for an eagle to win the tournament, which absolutely insane. And he gets Amazing. super excited about it, which we always like to see. So. Yes, uh, he hasn't uh, won on the PGA Tour yet, um, but but at the start, indeed it is. Uh, and also, this win will still help pay the bills because he still gets paid for it. Yeah. So, um, with this whole you know Saudi thing going on, and there were a lot of good golfers there, he beat out Bubba Watson for this one, and he was in a group with Tommy Fleetwood. So clearly, there's good golfers there at the Saudi International. Uh, this this kind of uh, intertwines with some other golf news here coming from the big man himself, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's got a little bit of beef with the PGA Tour right now, um, claiming that uh, they're being selfish in the uh, the way that they are kind of not letting the players uh, benefit financially from everything that they're giving to the tour. Now, first off, Phil, uh, the PGA Tour has made you one of the highest paid professional athletes in the last 30 years. That's a, that's a confirmed. Um, also, if you're trying to help grow the game of golf, which you usually claim that you're doing, setting a feud with the PGA Tour and claiming that this means you're going to have to debate going to the Saudi Tour is not going to help. Not the way to do it. No. Now, if you want to play on the Saturday tour, that's fine. Do it. Like, nobody's stopping you. But that doesn't yeah. mean you have to burn a bridge with the PGA Tour. Um, yeah. But this does beg the question, if Phil Mickelson's talking about it, what happens if the PGA Tour, you know, does end up continuing to have some problems with, uh, you know, the way that uh, they're handling the – what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, the, the likeliness and the namesakes of the players and – so on and so forth, and you know they're not promoting the brand very well. Where they do lose some key players on the PGA Tour to the Saudi Tour, what happens if you're the PGA Tour now? How do you get golfers to either come back or stay? Because uh, Bryson DeChambeau was offered, I think, like ten years and like millions of millions of dollars to play on the the, the, the rumor tour. i saw was he was offered 135 million to be the face of the saudi league that is insanity that is so much money yeah um one i don't think we have to worry about phil nicholson because he's like a year or two away from being full-time champions tour and when you go champions tour everyone forgets about you true um the younger guys as far as they're concerned i think they're just gonna do whatever whatever's wherever the money is so I think the guys that are winning are going to stay. I think the guys that aren't winning are going to go. That's, that's what it comes down to. You're here to earn money. You're here to make a living and do have your career yep. move forward. I think a lot of guys are going to end up 
I think I don't think it's necessarily going to be a lot of guys right now, but I think what's going to end up happening is a lot of the guys like coming out of college, like younger guys are going to go straight to the Saudi tour rather than try to go corn Ferry or any, any other lower tours. Um, and they're going to try to make their name over there. And then they're going to try to come to the PGA tour because I don't think it's ever going to be a situation where it's better than the PGA tour just because of the name itself. I think it's going to be a golf's version of the XFL where we're going to try it. It's going to fail. They're going to try it. It's going to fail like on a cycle like that. But like people there will every, every once in a while, there will be people that come from these other leagues and come onto the PGA tour. And I think that's what's going to happen is these guys are going to be like, Oh, there's a lot of money to be made here. I think I can, I think I can do better there than I will on the PGA tour. And there's a chance I'll make more money. So let me do that. Make a name for myself, then come to the PGA tour, get my offers for, uh, brands and, and whatever. Um, and then maybe try to make a difference after that. Right. I hear you. Yeah. It, it makes, it makes sense. Um, if you are disgruntled with, you know, not performing well enough to make a good living to go to the Saudi tour, cause I believe their format is going to be more of like, a a regular sports league where they're going to pay you a contract uh-huh. on a yearly basis yeah. to play. It's not going to be like, you have to win to make money. Yeah. And it's probably, it's not going to be as much. I wouldn't assume as what you could make consistently winning on the PGA tour. Right. But it's enough to get started. And that's what people need. Like you, we were talking um, earlier. Was it Hoagie that you were talking about? Right. Um, where he made $10,000 on his win. Yes. He made $10,000. Like, it's going to be, the- it's going to be more than that for sure <laughs> that these guys are going to be making on each of their events. Like even if they are making $10,000, like he wasn't guaranteed $10,000 there. The people that missed the cut at that tournament didn't make anything. Yeah. So even if they're guaranteeing these guys, $10,000 to start, like that's something. And that's, like a way to get your career kickstarted by making this kind of money. Because if you make that money like guaranteed for a year, you can yeah. commit entirely to if, if say you need to make some swing changes, you don't yeah. want to do that mid season PGA tour. Cause then you're probably going to miss a bunch of cuts and yeah. not make any money, yeah. you know? And then you, you're not a pro golfer at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's just interesting to me to think about what would happen if some really big names in golf, like say like a Rory or even a Tommy Fleetwood or like uh-huh. some of those kind of guys are like, mm, I'm gonna go full-time Saudi tour. And now the PGA tour is scrambling to make their product more approachable for golfers to want to keep playing for the PGA tour. Now, the best way I think to do it is to first off, cut it with the PIP program. That thing is ridiculous. Stupid. Okay. So Very stupid. dumb. Do stuff where you grow the game, you know, be more involved in social media, promote your players, let them do fun stuff that other sports do like a, some form of all-star game or skills competition or something like that. You know, that would be sick. That would be sick. Right. How the, how the NHL does it. Yeah. It would be crazy. And and people would watch it. People would pay to watch it and go to it. These are the things you have to promote. To, to grow the game, quote unquote, you know, I, yeah. I feel like we, we harp on growing the game, but it, it stands to reason. Yeah. Now, speaking of growing the game, one of the best things anybody has ever done on a golf course in Arizona was put a stadium around a par three. <laughs> and that is the people's open, the waste management, probably cooler than all four of the majors. It's, I mean, Rick and I, 
agreed before the podcast as far as the colors green and yellow are concerned this takes the cake i'm so i'm sorry well i'm not sorry masters take your back seat to the people's open because the waste management is awesome it is always such a great tournament there's always such good golf it's insanity um so here's an interesting bit here the pga tour has not yet posted a power rankings for the waste management open at least i couldn't find it are you sure about that i'm not positive i couldn't find it are you looking at it okay right now thank god (laughs) i was scrambling i was like where the hell is the power yeah i don't know when they posted it but uh let me see if there's a here we go Uh, you got it now yeah i got it now there it is oh yay rob bolton again let's see what kind of ridiculous thing you've chosen this time (laughs) this writer's gonna give me a stroke um oh my What's giving what what's giving you issues right now? The fact that the defending champion is ranked ninth on the power rankings. That's exactly is that what is what, giving is that me what a stroke is? right now. The the fact that the runner up, Xander Shoffley, is ahead of him. That makes the fact no sense. Webb's, the way that Webb Simpson is ranked ahead of the defending champion. Oh, Rob, Rob. <laughs> this Rob guy's buddy. an idiot. Rob, Rob Bolton. What's your Rob. name, Rob? What's Rob Bolton. What's Rob's last name? Bolton, like uh, like, like Troy, Troy Bolton, Bolton? From, from yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rob Bolton, uh, you're stupid. You're you're an idiot. I need you're, to talk you're to you. Straight up, a stupid person. Uh, there's no reason that Brooks Kepka should be ninth on this list. There's just not. Um, most of the rest of the list, I'm okay with, but the fact that he's ninth is a problem. Yeah. What the okay. Especially well, when, especially when next to his name it says his consecutive victories at the US Open 2017-18 and PGA Championship 2018-19 might get more attention, but he's also a two-time winner and defending champion at Scottsdale. He's won here twice and he's the defending champion. How was he ninth? I don't understand. It makes no sense. It truly makes zero sense. And if there's one thing we know about our PGA tour.com writer Rob Bolton, it is that he knows nothing. I don't know how <laughs> he got this job. I don't know who, who hired this man <laughs> and why. He was hanging out. He was hanging out with the uh, president of the financial firm that won. Yep. This yep. Past week. That's it's how his he got buddy. It. Actually, yeah, they're they're good yeah, buddies from back home. Every once in a while, yeah. and then make some friends and got a job. God. All right, Rob. Let's see this top five you have here. All right, coming in at number five, Jordan Spieth. I'm okay. I'm okay with this one. This one's fine. This one's fine. Uh, came close at Pebble Beach to converting an 11-shot deficit at the midpoint into victory. Shared waste management lead after 54 holes before backpedaling to T4 a year ago. Three top tens in five tries. That I'm fine with. Jordan Spieth at five? A-OK. Yeah. Sounds good to me. It's fine. That's I'm fine. okay with that. Number four, Victor Hovland. Took last week off after winning in Dubai. Flex. Uh, that that chased a T4 in Abu Dhabi the week prior, won twice to close out 2021, just 0 for 1 at TPC Scottsdale, as if that matters. It does, in fact, matter. How? Experience how? on a course matters. It matters. I don't care so how much, much you're winning. Like- it matters so much. Victor, we love you. We've, we've, we've said nothing but good things about you on this podcast. You do not deserve to be in this top five above Brooks Kepka. I'm sorry. This is just a fact. I'm not even experience, a Brooks Kepka guy. It's like ex- experience matters one million percent. If you take, if you were to give me the option of Tiger Woods at seventy versus a rookie coming to play the Masters, 
I'm taking Tiger Woods at 70 because he knows the course like the back of his hand. Yep. He might not be able to hit the ball as far, but he's, he knows where to hit it. And he's going to hit it accurately. He knows what's the same thing here. In. Exactly. It's the same thing here. And the other thing, too, with this one is now you have the drunk University of Arizona student section basically Hell coming yeah. to this event and taking over the 17th hole. That's a lot <laughs> yeah. of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. You miss that green, you're going to hear it. Oh, yeah. And if we know anything about Victor Hovland, it's he can get in his own head. Yes, he can. And you know who you know doesn't who get, in his, own get head? in his head? The entire stadium. Yep. <laughs> you know who doesn't so, get in his own head? Brooks Kepka, because he doesn't give a shit. Does his he, own he, thing. He dyed his hair blonde. Like, find me someone who cares less. Hey, seriously, he <laughs> dyed his hair blonde for legitimately no reason at all. Just because he wanted to. Just he wanted find to. me someone who cares less. I, I I really wanted him to like have like a blonde mullet for no reason. And it's just like it like if he did that, I'd be like, you want to know what? Which, I which might, by the way, I hate the blonde. Oh, Bruce, hate go it. Back. Oh, my, it's go back. terrible. Oh, it's so bad. God, go back. It's it's horrible. Oh. Um, <laughs> but you know whatever. I, <laughs> I I respect that he doesn't care. That he doesn't give a damn. I respect the hell out of it. I do. Yeah. Um, Victor Hoplin. I'm sorry, but. Hell, man, we could have put you at seventh because I'm also putting Xander in front of you because he co-led for most of last year's Waste Management yep. Open. So, sorry, Victor. Don't think you deserve to be here. Number three, Hideki Matsuyama, second in all-time earnings at TPC Scottsdale. The two-time champ, 2016-2017, is the only two-time winner on the PGA Tour this season at the Zozo and Sony FedEx Cup points leader. Personally, I think he could have been number two on this list. Maybe even number one. I wouldn't one. have hated it. I wouldn't have hated it. Like two-time winner there? In the top five. I wouldn't have hated him anywhere in the top five just because he's playing out of his mind so all, far this yeah. year. Also, uh, that two-time TPC Scottsdale winner and the all-time leader in earnings at that course. Like the, yeah. like we just said, that matters. Yeah, Clearly. and I mean, what can I say? Strixon wins. So Strixon gets Ws. The fact that there should be two Strixon players in the top five not a coincidence it's not a coincidence waste management is meant for Strixon. <laughs> just saying we're shane shane put him in the top five i don't give a damn we're shane <laughs> <laughs> he's not even in the top 15 give me shane he's an outrage <laughs> could you imagine shane lowry wins the waste management open this year and that would Strixon be electric has run the gambit that would be electric if shane lowry won <laughs> is he playing? God, I hope he's playing. Please tell me he's in the in the in the. I'll I'll look after we go through this. Uh, but Hideki, I yeah, arguably could have been higher than three on this list. Yeah, with that track record at TPC, I mean, sure. Yeah, I would have put him. I would have put him. I wouldn't have been upset with wherever he ended up. Yeah, that's that is true. I, I but he deserves to be in the top five. Agree with that. Number two. And it seems like he's been in the number two spot in every power rankings this season. Justin Thomas, since rising to finish fourth in the 2021 Tour Championship, he continued to tighten the screws since 2018. He's four for four here with a pair of thirds and a scoring average of a 67.75. You know, JT, that's all fine and dandy, but I'd put you at like four or five here. I would. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good golfers at this tournament. Yes. Yes, a lot is. of good golfers at this tournament. I think the top five could be switched around in any way except for Victor. 
If yep. you put Brooks Kepka in the top five, mm-hmm. you can flip that anyway, and I'm not upset about it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, especially because of who number one is. Now, I feel like he's also been at the number one spot in most of the power rankings where he's played. Uh, yeah. John Rom, the ASU Sun Devil, returns home again since a T5 as an amateur in 2015. He's finished T16, T11, T10, T9, and T13. But for the first time, he arrives as the world's top-ranked talent. Now, as we just reiterated a couple of times, course experience matters. And as uh, ASU Sun Devil, he's played this course before, a bunch. And this is where he went to college. And he's going to have a lot of his college fan base at that par three. The amount yeah. of Arizona State students in that stadium is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking John Rahm, it's almost like a home game for him at this point. Yeah, definitely. I think there's and definitely I think a he's, I think he's jacked there. up to be there. I think for he's sure. having fun this season. I mean, mm-hmm. we obviously have seen the many meltdowns that he's had, but overall, I think he's been in a pretty good mood so far this season, and this is probably the best place to keep that going. Yeah, and he's gone on record as like saying he loved his time at Arizona State. He loved college. Yeah. Um, and so that that matters a lot. Now he's really only ever been the highest uh, at T five, and that was when he was an amateur. But he's played this course a bunch, and I wouldn't put it past him to just light it up. Yeah. Um, however, I'm still pulling for I'm still pulling for Shane Lowry. Is he in the field? I couldn't find the field anywhere. I, I need to well. How do you have the? I'm also really not that good at research, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, research, not my thing. Um, I'm, a, I'm the math guy. Go. Brian's the research guy. <laughs> I am the research guy. That is my thing. All right, here we go. Here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm find it. Give me a second. And leaderboard. Yeah. Nope. That is last year's. You. Let me ask you this while you're looking for that. Right. Guys in the top five, who do you want to see make an ace on 17 the most? In the top five. So you're you're constricting me here to the top five guys. Um, Uh Man. I'm torn between Hideki because of how like humble he'd be about it. Uh And I would love it. But also I want to see John Rom go absolutely buck wild. Just go banana. We're on different pages. Are you? What do you you got? I think the stadium would probably collapse if Jordan Spieth got an ace on 17. Oh, yeah. I think there would probably be many. Yeah, but he's on the top five. Yeah, he is. He's five. Oh, right. He is five. I think there would be many injuries from the entire stadium collapsing. The entire thing comes crumbling. I could see it. I could. People would lose their minds on that, and I'm there for it. All right, come on. Where are the L's? L's, 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 L's. You got it? Yeah, I got it. No, Shane. He's not there. Come on, man. Not there. Damn it. No, he's not there. Oh, man. Ah. Damn it, Shane. Making me sad. Any other big names outside of the top 15 you're noticing? Um, Abraham Answer. Okay. Daniel Berger. Okay. Um, Sammy Burns. Patrick Cantlay. Uh, Joel Damon coming off a hot week, too. That'll be fun. Okay. Uh, Cam Davis. Man, who else we got? Tony now. Cam Davis is Cam tall. Davis is a tall man. Every time I hear every time I hear his name, I just think about when we saw him at the BMW and he yeah. was like a monster. Isn't he like he's gotta be like six four? 
He is, I think. I think he's 6'4", 6'5". That is a tall man. Um, well, I said Tony Finau. Ricky Fowler. Oh, could you? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Ricky Fowler, right? In the final group on Sunday, he's in, an, he's in an entire green and yellow outfit, just like a grotesque-looking green and yellow outfit, right? Uh-huh. Has one of those like old trucker hats on his head, like one of like the like the old like ones that you know is from the eighties. It says waste management on it. Coffee stains on it. Coffee stains, <laughs> tobacco stains on the brim, and he just darts an ace at the stadium hole. You think that place oh, yeah, is not right. crumbling? It doesn't even need to be on. It doesn't even need to be in the final pairing. No, it'd be whenever, it honestly. Yeah, it doesn't it, even happen. It, it, it just happen at any point there. during the tournament and everybody <laughs> would lose their minds. Yes, yes, they, I would lose my mind. That would be so fun. Um, obviously, Brooks Kepka, because he was robbed of being put in the top five. I won't talk about it. Um, um, other than that, pretty normal names, all things good. HV3's coming back over the pond to play. Okay. Right on. Coming out, coming off a nice win too, so that's cool. Well, momentum um, going into WM. Gotta love some momentum going into going into any tournament, really. Um, but that is the lookout at the Waste Management Open, the People's Major. Definitely going to be must-watch golf. We absolutely love that stop on the tour. It's one of our favorites, if not our favorite. Um, that is my favorite. Yeah, it, it it's definitely up there for me. I look forward to that more than I look forward to any other tournament during the year. Yeah, including I, the majors. I want to say like I love the Masters as much as I, but like the Masters, like the love you have for the Masters is different than the one you have for the Waste Management Open because the love you have for the Masters is like the respect for golf history. It's yeah. the Masters. It's Augusta, Tiger, Phil, Bubba. I mean, you name it. Guys have worn the green jacket. It's it's classic. But the Waste Management Open is just debauchery. And the issue, the issue that I have awesome. with the PGA tour is they have something like the waste management literally sitting right in front of them Yep, as all you need to grow the game of golf mm-hmm. to just have that and branch from there, have other tournaments like the waste management. Mm-hmm. Okay. See you later, John Deere. Okay. You're not exciting. Okay. You nope. just corn. That's all it is. It's just, just corn, corn and golf, golf and corn. <laughs> make more of waste management type environments. And that's what gets people excited about it. Yeah. E- embrace the fact that people drink while oh, yeah. they're golfing and while they're watching golf. Cause that's what the waste management is. It's a bunch of drunk college kids oh, yeah. having a great time. Mm-hmm. And that's what golf is, whether they want to admit it or not, it's no longer a gentleman's type sport Mm-mm. like it used to be. Okay. Degenerates play golf now and Damn that's right. you have to appeal to. Okay. So that's why we're here. We appeal to the degenerates. That's More why that's our thing. Like the waste management <laughs> is what you need to grow the game of golf. It's right in front of you and you are not looking at it. And the Saudi league is about to take stuff from you because they're going to do that. Yeah. This, this ties directly into losing big name golfers and losing revenue to the Saudi league because you have things like the waste management open, which is not a major. And you've made a point to try to promote non-majors. Yeah. This is right in front of you promote the hell out of this tournament the t-box markers are are garbage trucks they're the best best it's team awesome. markers. best team <laughs> markers in, in the entire game of golf it's so cool you know like the, promote it for the love of god oh man it, i really think the pga tour should hire us i think they should they should 
We should be on some sort of marketing staff because yeah, Mister Mister, what's Bolton's first name? Not Troy. Rob. Rob Bolton. Rob Bolton. Get your contacts, okay? I'm gonna write the power rankings. You're fired. <laughs> you're and you're definitely Brian, fired. <laughs> and Brian and I are gonna take over for marketing for the PGA Tour. That's so, what's uh, pack your bags, Rob. You're out. Can't stand you. <laughs> you're done, son. You're done, son. Um, also, I feel like it's sometimes slept on, like other than obviously the stadium hole. It's slept on how beautiful TPC Scottsdale is. Oh, yeah. That entire course is I mean, it's a TPC course. Go- it is, like- yeah, clearly, but it's gorgeous. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, where they play the players, that's what TPC um Sawgrass. Sawgrass? I think so. Sorry, that that classic 17th hole you have, take no, a back seat to the stadium check. hole. I don't want to be wrong on that. I, th- I think that's it. It sounds right. Um, yeah, Players Championship, TBC Sawgrass. Yeah, sorry, take a back seat to the to the stadium hole. Sorry. Yeah, I no. I don't know. It's it, it not even close. Not even close for me. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I'm a younger adult and PGA Tour. You're trying to appeal to literally Rick and I's uh, archetype here. Yeah. Promote the hell out of this. Promote the hell out of it. If the students from Arizona State University and Arizona University get it, you should too. (laughs) (sighs) All righty. Unless you got any other golf news, uh, my boy, we are going to move into the two-man scramble. Love it. We got a football-themed two-man scramble for you this week because, after all, the Super Bowl is going to be on Sunday. It is Super Bowl week. We got the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Shiesty up against the Los Angeles Rams and the lost Detroit Lion. Um, who do you got? I don't, First I don't think I've ever been more torn on who I want to win the Super Bowl. I know. Because I, I really want Matt Stafford yes. to finally get yes. what he deserves. Agreed. Because for however many years he's been in the league, like 14 years or whatever it is, everybody said that he's not great. But it's because he's on the Lions. Yeah. You put him on the Rams, you give him a stud running backfield. Okay. Cam Akers tears his Achilles, but he's back. Okay. Yep. First of all, how are you back from an Achilles tear that happened six months ago? Cam Akers, Insane man. Superman. <laughs> then you get Sony Michelle midway through the season. You have Daryl Henderson. Okay. And then you get OBJ halfway through the season. You got Van Jefferson. You got the best receiver in the league, Cooper Cup. When you give him what he needs, Matt Stafford is going to be there and he's going to yeah. be the guy. That you that we knew he was when he was in Detroit, but all he had was Megatron for six years, and then Megatron yep. retired. So <laughs> this is this is exactly what happened to Andrew Luck too. Yeah. Except unfortunately, he just got injured out. Yeah, and for everything that I just said is the reason I have to go with the Bengals because Matt Stafford is going to be back here. He the will Rams, return, especially with Tom Brady retiring. Mm-hmm. The Rams are are the team to beat right now in the NFC. Yep. The NFC is garbage. Mm-hmm. And the only good team coming out of the NFC right now <laughs> is the Rams. Yeah, so, that's it. To be completely honest with you, they're my pick for being in the Super Bowl next year. If they can keep everybody Agreed. and have Cam Akers to make mm-hmm. a three-man rotation in that running backfield, it's over. There, no one's beating the Rams next year. It's no one's happening. coming close, you know? Like, this year's NFC Championship game was the 49ers yeah. against the Rams. And you think about what's happening in the AFC. We had two of the best football games of all time with the Kansas City Chiefs in the last two weeks of the AFC playoffs. Okay. The Bengals 
next year are going to have to go through the Bills. They're going to have to go through the Chiefs. They're going to have to go through Mac Jones and the Patriots, who are going to be really good next year. They're going to have to go through Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who got robbed of the playoffs this year. They're really good teams in the AFC. Not that the Bengals aren't good, but they're going to have a much harder road than the, the Rams are going to have next year. So I'm all in on the Bengals. Yeah. I need Joe to win. I need a Joe Bur- Joe Shiesty Super Bowl W. I need it more That's than life itself. Thank that was you. like a really solid R roll. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, mostly because my coworker in my department at work, the guy that sits next to me at, uh, at the desk next to me, he is actually a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And he is the Cincinnati Bengals fan in the same way that you became a Carolina Panthers fan. When he was a kid, he was like, I like Tigers and has suffered since that day. Okay. This man has stayed committed and he is here for his Bengals to win. He's actually going to Cincinnati to watch it with his oh, yeah. dad. And oh, yeah. I, I just, I need it more than anything else. We also met the long snappers cousin at the gym. It yeah, is destiny, insane. Rick. That's we need insane. The Bengals. Do you think the Bengals? Cause it's, it's AFC home this year. Right. which is insane because it's at the Rams stadium. It is crazy. It's very funny love. to think it's about. Do you, yeah. think that, do you think they take home locker room or do you think they give some respect and take away locker room? Take home locker room. You got to take home. Do it. Do you it. You got to take home. Immediately. The disrespect has to be there. So I, and you also when there. you, when you see Joe Burrow in those glasses, in that big puffy coat, walking into your locker room. Oh, oh no. I would be, I would be so, <laughs> I would be so shook. As a Rams player, having to walk into the away team locker room and seeing Joe Burrow walking out of my locker room, I'd be shook. I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. No, I mean, you can't. Uh, also, like, have you thought about it? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. As far as, like, making it back to a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you listed them, but, like, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. He's never going to not a problem. It's I, not, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put him in that list. Sure. Sure. But it, it could, it could be argued either way. He is never going to have an easy path ever no. again. No, not that because, he had an easy path this year. <laughs> like, because he didn't, you, you barely made it past Josh Allen yeah. and the bills. And then you have to turn around and play Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah. You can't you can't skip by winning twice in OT by winning the coin toss two times in a row. That's what it proves. Yeah. You have to be better. You can't just hope and pray you can get to overtime and win a coin toss. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes was so outplayed in that game. Oh yeah. He looked Joe Burrow was on bad. it. Bad. Joe Burrow was on it that game and I loved watching it. Dude, it was so it's so awesome. Okay, so obviously our pick is in. Yeah. Now, what do we think the final score is going to be? I'm going to go with the same as every single game that happened the past two weeks of the NFL, that they're all going to be de- – it's going to be decided by a, a touchdown at or, most. or a field goal. Or a field goal, yeah. At most, it's going to be a seven-point game. I think it's going to be close. Evan McPherson, like, 45-yard field goal attempt at the end. Man's, I have a love-hate relationship with ice Evan cold. McPherson. I have a love hair because he's a really good kicker, but he's a horrible fantasy kicker. So like, oh. <laughs> like all season, it would be like, it would be like Evan McPherson makes this game winning field goal. I'm like, cool. I'm picking him up in fantasy. And then he gets one point the next week. And I'm like, okay, well you obviously suck. So I drop him. And then the next week he gets 15. Game like, I don't know goal. what you want from me, Evan. Okay. 
shooter yeah so also, i do i do have a love-hate relationship with him but i i wouldn't mind seeing him get a game-winning field goal also you golf fans out there listen to this podcast if you're not yet sold on the Bengals, evan mcpherson and his uh his field goal kicking staff have a thing where before games they wrap themselves around uh they kind of surround evan mcpherson and they go shooter like shooter mcgavin yes from the golf film <laughs> all right also the lead on this podcast the intro shooter mcgavin if you are not yet on the side of the bangles i cannot help you this podcast is bangled out since it all the way let's go i'm angles the bungles I mean, like swimwear the bangles let's go um is there any other props you want to talk about like uh like yards or anything like that not really. I kind of stopped no, sports yeah. betting because I was really bad at it. So. Yeah, yeah. Sports betting is tough, but hey, enjoy the Super Bowl, folks. Also, enjoy the Waste Management Phoenix Open. What a Sunday we're gonna have! It's gonna Holy be such hell. a good week. I'm so Woo! excited. This is gonna. Be I'm gonna fun. be. I'm gonna be so tired Sunday night. Yeah. What from the, when watching all of the sports? When do we? When should we get to Phil's on Sunday? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's an all day thing. Maybe I, yeah, I think, I think it's funny that let's just not bring it up to Phil. Wait till he listens to the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll I'm, know if we'll know if he listens or not, because if yeah. we show up to his house on Sunday, he's not expecting us. Sucks to suck, bud. You should have listened. We told we're watching, you we're watching the ways management of the Super Bowl. What do you want? <laughs> we got, we got a whole day of events, man. I don't know how to help you here. You're stuck. Um, you're not going to the gym. <laughs> Stop. We know you're not. You're sleeping. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> all righty, folks. As always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the fact that in a year's time, we've had 1,200 listens, Ooh. over 53 episodes, is incredible. And yeah. we love and appreciate all of our listeners. And thank you so much. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at from the tips underscore pod. We post stuff about the episodes. We sometimes are on the stories when we're golfing, when it's not snowing, uh, you know, Northeast. Uh, so Northeast like three months from now, we will yeah. start to be putting out content again. <laughs> it's a little bit slow on the content train because of the amount of cold weather, but we will get back and it's fun to keep along with us. We always answer DMS. Uh, if you guys reach out to us with questions or whatever, or just want to want to say what's up and have some golf questions, we'll answer them. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening, and we out! Thanks, guys. See you later.